Hebrews 12.1 says we are surrounded by witnesses and that we should cast off sin and obstacles that keep us from God. We are to run with endurance the race that is set before us. This is Cross Training. Building your faith to not only carry the cross of Christ, but to get up when you fall and run toward the finish line. Faith-filled business leaders and individuals share their testimony to inspire your journey. Now here's your host for Cross Training, David Anderson. Good morning. We have a very special guest on the show today. I'm David Anderson, host of Cross Training. Thank you for joining us. And this morning, we have Yubi Mule, a fellow around town that everybody knows his name because he's been uh, having a business for he and his wife, Kay, for over 50 years uh, over there on David Drive, right off Veterans Highway. And he's kind of moved from just being, as I remember a uh, long time ago, Mule's office supply all the way to Mule's religious gifts and bookstore. Tell us about how when you got back from Magigoria, your world changed. Well, first I'd like to say thank you, David, for in, for this opportunity and to witness. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. I'm sorry my wife couldn't be with us today because she's half of everything. Actually, she's more than half of everything. But um, <clears throat> we started, we went to um, the Holy Land in 1984. And um, I guess I was searching. I brought my wife and children with us, and we went with Father Meal of France from Center of Jesus the Lord on Rampart Street. And we were really, really touched. Um, I had already been in the office supply business, and uh, it had been some 20-something years that I was in the office supply. Of which your father was in as well. Exactly. My daddy uh, was in uh, Paul Mule. He uh, was in partnership with Al Durell. And they had a store in French Quarter called Mule Durell Incorporated, which still exists today. It, it is in Elmwood now. But, um, of course, it's been sold. In fact, they sold it to the employees, which was pretty neat. But after the Holy Land, when I came back to the store, I went to the Daughters of St. Paul, and I bought a crucifix, and I put it on the wall in the store. It's about an 18-inch crucifix, not, not real big. And then after that, things just started to change. And then about a year later, we went to Medjugorje, and, of course, Medjugorje was um, it's a confirmation of your faith because I was taught by the Carmelite nuns at St. Dominic School in Lakeview and then the Brothers of the Sacred Heart at St. Aloysius. And, in uh, fact, Brother Martin, whom the school is named after now, uh, was my teacher for two years. Oh, wow. And he taught us moral guidance. We didn't have the uh, catechism. I heard a great story about how they named the school after him against his wishes. Right. He was, uh, he was the one who organized the merger of uh, Coriezu and St. Aloysius and the lead person making it all happen. And the group that was assembled wanted to name it after him. And he was steadfastly uh, refused it. And they did it anyway. Yeah. It was a great story. Real humble man who did great things. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was a real inspiration. And he was very, very humble, Brother Martin. Uh, I feel uh, so fortunate to have been able to know him, such a great man. We're speaking to Yubi Mule. Yubi was just telling us in depth how it rolled from a office supply to a religious book and gift store and how things just really opened up for him. Yeah, we came back from Medjugorje and um, like I said, it was a confirmation of everything that we were taught. And uh, I never did lose faith in life. Uh, I always had a strong faith. My dad 
Paul Muley, he um, he was strong in the faith and a good example. He only had a sixth grade education, but like at St. Dominic's, he, he taught me uh, Latin to, uh, in, in order to be able to respond to the prayers as an altar boy. So the store started to change once I put that crucifix on the wall. I really didn't do anything. It just started to change. And I put a book on Medjugorje by the counter. A case, I bought a case of books, and uh, they just flew off the counter. And then I put another book, and it flew off the counter. And then my wife started writing a newsletter called the Medjugorje Star, which she's been writing now for over 34 years. And it goes all over the United States and in 11 countries. And um, it's we've never asked for a, a, a subscription. There's no subscription fee or anything like that. It's just been uh, self-sufficient. I manage it, and, and she edits it. And... Um, so the store started changing, and at the time, this was like we had been in business about 20 years, and I had never heard of these superstores like Office Depot or Office Max, and um, I say Depot respectfully. I get it. And um, <laughs> the door just kept opening and closing, and uh, things started picking up, so then I got a kind of fancy to add some religious items to the store. So um, I said, you know, this involves the Lord. And I said, if he wants us to do this, you know, we need to ask him. So my wife and I took a very short walk on the levee. We live on the Mississippi River levee in River Ridge. And we said— That's where I grew up, on Hennessy yeah, Court. Yeah. yeah. Our backyard was right on the levee. Great. And we, we walked on the levee, and we said a simple prayer and asked God, Lord, I've never asked you for a sign in my whole life, but this kind of involves you, and uh, we'd like to have your blessing on it if it's a good idea. We'd like to know if we should expand into the religious goods business. And I said, there's a, a man that owes me a lot of money. And I said, I'm a real, in a, I'm a small business man owed me over $55,000. It's a big oil refinery and uh, for office supplies. And uh, it had, he had gone bankrupt for 12 years. It was bank, he was in bankruptcy. So after 12 years, we hadn't had any correspondence between the, the state or any, any officials about it until um, it had been 12 years. So said, if this man would pay me that, that money, I said, I would know it's a, it's a sign because nobody collects after 12 years on a bankruptcy normally. So we prayed and nothing happened. Two months passed by and nothing happened. So there was a, a religious man that did, a salesman that did come by the store. His name was Chris Nitsch. He was a German. And um, he knew the religious end real well. And uh, he represented several different uh, distributors. So um, he came in the store. I didn't see him, but I could tell he had what it, what it would take to get us started. So I had his business card, and I called him. He happened to be in Utah. And um, I said, look, I'd like to get into the religious business. I said, uh, send me some rosaries and some books and this and that and uh, some statues and some Bibles and uh, I want to get started, you know. And uh, he says, well, I can't do that. He says, I've never done anything like that. He says, I don't even know you. I said, well, okay. So he hung up. Five minutes later, he called me right back. He said, I don't know why I'm going to do this, but he says, I'm going to do it. So a couple of weeks later, we got this big, gigantic stock order. Then we got the invoice. We had no money, <laughs> zero in account, in the checking account, business account. I said, Kay, you're going to have to go to the bank and get a loan. I said, well, you know, we, we have to pay these people. She said, well, there's something you don't know. She said, all these years I've been putting some money away for our son's college education. And I said, I have enough money in that account to pay the invoice. 
It was a lot of money. And I said, get the money. I said, we got to pay them, you know. So we paid them. And it's like God saying, you know, um, I'll back you, but I want you to step your foot out first. So I did. I took a giant leap and ordered this stuff without a sign. Two weeks later, after we got the invoice, we got a check in the mail with no, no return address on it due on that account of that right. oil refinery uh, executive. You're giving me chills. I know where it's going. And um, my accountant was in, in the office with me. I said, Bruce, his name was Bruce Goodby. I said, Bruce, I said, check that invoice that we got from that religious supplier. And he goes in the file and he looks at it, and it's the same amount as the check. Okay? It wasn't all of it, but it was, a, it was some of it. To make a long story short, the following August, we got all the money, the total amount of money that he owed me with uh, compound interest for 12 years. My goodness. He said, it's the biggest investment you'll ever make, Yubi. <laughs> so ever since then, we've had uh, a real strong conviction to keep the store going. It's sort of like an extension of the parish. It's an extension of what the priest preaches on Sunday. It's, it's, an, it's an extension of the church having a religious store where people can come and purchase things that will help them in their conversion in life. And that's, that's why we're there. That's and also, you had mentioned, David, that you felt something special when you went in there. And that's only because we've had a lot, a lot of masses celebrated in there. Really? We, we have a chapel. I've in been there. in your chapel. And we've had many, many masses. We used to have masses weekly. We don't have them anymore because the priests are so busy. But we had a spiritual director for 26 years, and he's passed away. He was an oblate of Mary Immaculate. But I believe that all those masses bless people when they come in, and it just made a real good atmosphere in the store. It's palpable, and you can feel it when you go in the store. Uh, you know you're in a place that uh, is looking to help others develop their faith and all the inventory that you have there, do that. And it's, it's wonderful to go. I like to just browse the shelves. I mean, you have so much inventory, and I was so surprised and happy uh, when I went in there. But um, part of our show is to speak with folks and have them share with the audience, and we are speaking to Yubi Muley of Muley's Religious Books and Gifts, and I'm David Anderson, host of Cross Training on Catholic Community Media. But to experience and share with folks something that happened to you that was not positive, that was negative, and it took your faith to get through that difficult time. And then we're going to talk about some of this delicious food that we have from Yale College Inn. Uh, hamburger steak. And then we'll kind of go back to where we started with you, where your wheels are on and you are you are blazing, man. Just your presence coming in, you could feel it, your business. Uh, Y'all really seem to have a spiritual side to you that, and I've met your wife, Kay, that resonates. It resonates. There's no doubt Two seconds after meeting you, you're not going to come out and say, I'm an atheist. Two seconds after meeting you and your wife, you know exactly where y'all are. Y'all are devout Catholics, and it, it really resonates uh, from you. It's, it's really beautiful. When your son died, yeah, how'd son, you get through it? I, you know, when our son died, it was a blessing. His funeral was like like a wedding. He was uh, graduated from Louisiana Tech. He was a smart boy. He went through some real trying times from uh, Archbishop Rommel High School. Uh, in his senior year, he developed type 1 diabetes. He took five injections a day. And then he, uh, 
he went through some some really bad times for about 10 years. But he wound up in uh, north Louisiana and working for uh, Union Pacific Railroad. And he worked in three different uh, parishes uh, helping the youth in uh, music ministry. He loved music. He could play several different instruments. He he had ten guitars when he when he died, and we still have them. I donated uh, a lot of a lot of the uh, at least two truckloads of musical equipment to the uh, cathedral in Alexandria, which they named a room after after him in the cathedral. Wow! <laughs> yeah. and um, that's wonderful. He, uh, he had his faith the last seven years of his life. He never did lose his faith, but he was very strong in his faith, and he did a lot of good. And um, you see, it was he was his appointed time, David. I mean, we all have an appointed time. Jesus had an appointed time. It was a, it was a blessing, and it was a celebration when he died. And uh, he he finished his pilgrimage. He accomplished what God wanted him to do. Uh, certainly, I missed him. How old was he when he passed? He was thirty-five. Wow, young He's man. The same age as my mother. My mother, Florence Mulet, was thirty-five also when she passed. And they both had pneumonia too. By the way, double pneumonia. Uh, my son died in his sleep of a heart attack. And um, peacefully. Yeah. Well, uh, our daughters came over with their husbands and our grandchildren, and we spent the night together at home. They came, some of them came from Pennsylvania and um, the night before the funeral, and we were all together, and we had the, the mass and funeral the next day. Five priests came from Alexandria to do the wedding. I mean, wow. to do the—yeah, it was a wedding—to <laughs> do the funeral uh, in the mass, and— we had a couple of local priests and a missionary priest there. He impacted a lot yeah. of people. We did. And, in a short uh, time. Yeah. And then uh, our granddaughter, she was his his daughter. Her name is Abigail Marie Mulet. She brought the gifts up, and uh, which was a bouquet of flowers, and she brought one to the Blessed Mother's altar with them. She was only three. That's when we got her. We've wow. been raising her ever since. And she graduated right here from Loyola last year in uh, communications. and Really? In this area, yeah, in this department? Yeah. Wow. And, That's fantastic. Uh, she, uh, well, no, she actually is in English and uh, editing, and uh, she loves all that kind of stuff. By the way, our son was, uh, he, used to do the radio, he used to do the radio Maria in Alexandria, on Sunday, he'd do the rosary, and he also did a little of the engineering and, uh, in, in Alexandria. But anyway, he was the one that was going to take over the business. Oh, really? Yeah, I even had had uh, some live commercials done with him and not me. And Way you are, back in I'll remind the— 2008. Uh, <laughs> I'll remind the listening uh, audience <clears throat> that you are Ubi Mule. Uh, slightly less half of U- Mule's religious uh, and gift religious bookstore and gifts, and the senior partner deal is is Kay. Uh, so, and she couldn't be here today, but we're going to have her back because she sounds fantastic as well. And I visited with her in the store. She is uh, Kay is the anointed one. <laughs> She really is. Well, when she came up and said, hey, honey, I have this money squirreled away over here, uh, that said a lot. That said a lot. I had no idea. I had no idea she had that money, that she had been saving it up. But it was well used, and we returned the money right back to it, and he went on and finished his education at Louisiana Tech. So, Miss Abigail... So, yeah. You've raised her. We've raised Abigail. She's 22 now. And um, 
Actually, she just got engaged for Christmas. She'll be married on his birthday, on Stephen's birthday. Oh, my goodness. October 19th, 2024. <laughs> Beautiful. And, At St. Matthew's? Yeah. Uh-huh. She's going to marry. A, well, I'm not sure. She's probably going to do it at Ursuline at oh, a Lady of Prom. She Tron. went to Ursuline? She went to Ursuline, and, which is the same church we got married in. Nice. Uh, we, we got married, Kay and I, in uh, 58 years ago at Our Lady of Palm Sucker, but in Chalmette. So she's going to get married on his birthday, which is, uh, which is pretty good. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, congratulations on that. Uh, you, so you will be celebrating a wedding. Yeah, I'm going to have to go uh, down that aisle one more time. <laughs> oh, oh, and you get to walk it down the aisle. Yeah, That's man. wonderful. Yeah. And it was not an invitation we just put out on the date uh, for that <laughs> wedding in 24. Uh, but I'm sure everyone listening will, will hopefully remember and celebrate that moment for you. Because that's going to be a beautiful moment when you walk that child down that aisle. Uh, I, I do have to say, though, David, though, I can't take all the credit because we have a wonderful staff you do. We have John O'Brien. John O'Brien's been with me about 17 years, and he used to work at the Catholic bookstore before Katrina, and they had to close it up for a while. But, um, you know, the Catholic bookstore by the seminary. And he's brilliant. I mean, he's off the charts. He really is. He's the one that does all the ordering for the books. And uh, I've spoken he, to him in the store. He's uh, an encyclopedia. He was great. I mean, he knows every author, every book, every Catholic devotion, uh, and he keeps he takes care of the bookends. I put up all the stock, and Kay does all the ordering. Well, uh, at, at this point in the show, we take a little bit of a of a, we pull over in the in the rest area, and and we try a little food, and I think I have a clean fork right in front of you. And we're going to sample some of um, Yale Collagen's 86, I guess, 87-year-old recipe of hamburger steak, which is absolutely delicious. We had the fortune to go there last night uh, after my daughter's track practice. Went over to uh, Yale Collagen. I had the tacos. They were delicious. They were delicious. Uh, but that bread pudding is the best. As you just tasted, you said it wasn't as hot as they serve it in the restaurant. Uh, they, though, I will tell you, it spent the night in the refrigerator in the container and then brought it over today. But uh, it, it is really, really good. And Johnny Blanchard, he does so much. I went to a meeting at his uh, Rock and Bowl for a Legatus Group meeting. Uh, they were looking to expand their roles, I guess, and I was able to go visit with them. And it was the first time I'd ever spoken with him. And, well, you talk about run a business. He has an, an adversity, uh, you know, to end up where he is. And he, he dedicates it all to his faith in Jesus, um, which is really amazing. Like you, um, He's been in business a long time. You're celebrating 50 years? 50 years, May 1st. <laughs> wow, May 1st. Yeah, 50 we years. started in 1973. And right, and right there on David Drive. And your dad was in the business, but you didn't work for him. I never worked for my dad, but I did name the business. He started it in the 50s, 1950s. And um, I, I realized that he had. After I had had several jobs, I had been in the Navy and and all. Uh, he uh, he provided uh, a good living for us. Uh, uh, we weren't very real rich. He he never spent any money on himself. But Was he did he come over from France? I guess no, you guys no. are French. Actually, or we're, Sicilian. I'm, Sicilian, right? Yeah, my uh, grandparents were from Sicily. And they were um, orphans here. My daddy had five sisters. My grandparents died real young, and Mother Cabrini took them in. 
Mother Cabrini took my daddy and his five sisters in. And Did uh, they, they came over here and his parents, their parents passed away and they were orphaned here in the French Quarter? That's correct. They were orphaned here in what the French Quarter. What year would that have been? That would have been in around uh, 1915, 1914, up in that area. Wow, it had to be a, a lot of immigrants coming in. A lot of Italian immigrants. A lot of which, French. Which uh, Mother Cabrini was sent here for. And uh, my mother was German, my daddy was Italian, and she took them in, and uh, <clears throat> one, the oldest sister was married and met her husband from Sicily, uh, which was a prearranged Italian marriage, on the altar at 12 years old. Her name was Elizabeth. The other four sisters and my daddy were able to get out because my uncle was a world champion boxer. His name was Pete Herman Galata. Pete Herman was my grandmother's brother, and he got he fought, and he got my daddy and the rest of the sisters out of the orphanage. Can you imagine what life was like at that time, back in the French Quarter in New Orleans, 1915? It was, uh, for some, probably pretty good life, but there were a lot of children out there, orphans, and they had safety measures they had nets they had orphanages the catholic church stepped up and put in a lot of programs to help people so here it is in the early 1900s uh probably around the time of the pandemic like we just had here when my grandparents died and when uh my my dad and his five sisters were in the orphanage and did they die yellow fever was that 1917 we we don't know we don't know. Uh, they never spoke about those times. My daddy they and didn't his speak five of their sisters. hardships. They spoke in Italian whenever us kids were around, and we didn't know what they were saying. But it must have been so bad they didn't want to talk about it, and we we just never knew. And again, we uh, are here on cross training. I'm David Anderson, your host of cross training on Catholic on Catholic community media, and uh, we have the real honor to have Yubi Mule, the minority partner in Mule's religious gifts and bookstore, with the majority partner being Miss Kay. Back to when you, your grandfather was uh, in the orphanage, in a Catholic orphanage. That's my father. My I'm sorry, father. your father. Wow, yeah. wow. So no, it's just my one grandparents generation. died. Right. And then... They went in the orphanage. Did he raise you with a uh, with a Catholic background? My dad was an outstanding Catholic. I think he was in every organization in the parish. First, it was at St. Mary's the Italian in the French Quarter where I was born. He must have been a grateful man. He was. He was. A, he was a wonderful man. Actually, I'm small, but he was shorter than I am. <laughs> He he was a, a, a wonderful witness. Uh, I've never heard him say a, a word cross to anybody or ever speak about anybody uh, in a bad respect. He uh, he was he was terrific. He went to six a.m. mass every morning of his life that I knew him, as did my uncle, the boxer, the uh, Pete Herman. He he also did that every morning. He went to mass and communion. I tried boxing. Uh, I fought a kid from Avondale who I think went on to win the Golden Gloves or something. He he instructed me that that was not going to be my sport uh, through through deliver uh, hand deliveries <laughs> to my face. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I I had one boxing match and that was enough for me. Yeah. Uh, I went to wrestling. They didn't hurt as much. But, you, you did the right thing because my uncle was blind in both eyes the rest of his life. Really? And he lived till his 80s. I was his partner. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's a, it's a brutal sport. But to see him take that brutal sport, take the proceeds and get your dad and his sisters out of that, he had to be a really dedicated good man. Yeah, yeah. Because that's not an easy way yeah, he to earn a living. Yeah, yeah, he was. He, he was something, my uncle, I tell you. He's the only world champion New Orleans has ever produced. Not, oh, I didn't know he was been. a world champ. 
He's world. He, he fought every champ in, in Europe, everybody here. Pete Herman Galata. He is the only world champion New Orleans has ever produced. We'll have to check and see if Johnny Blanchard has him up on the wall over there, you know, with all those other famous athletes of New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. he was a champ. So how are things going now over at uh, at the bookstore? Uh, the things are going well. The parking uh, lot's always full. <laughs> we, uh, we've gone through three years of construction uh, on David Drive, and it's taken a toll on the customer base. And now they've cut off a turn where you can't turn into the store anymore. That's making it even more difficult. Oh, you're talking about the, the street Repair over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, in fact, they're meeting this morning to uh, see what they can do to help us, you know, uh, Councilman Empastado in his office. So, uh, but but business is, is good. Uh, we, uh, we do uh, serve mostly Catholic people, but we do have uh, Bibles, King James Bibles, any other kind of Bibles other than... Uh, Catholic Bibles. When you walk in the store, on the right is a whole gone, uh, convey of um, crucifixes, and on the left is a whole uh, gondola full of Bibles. You have to walk through the Bibles and the crucifixes in order to get to anything, which is done on purpose. Um, and, you know, it's it's to help us live our Catholic faith uh Medjugorje, our lady over there, she's been tirelessly uh, uh, preaching to us every month with a, a message from Medjugorje uh, to the world. Uh, to um, <clears throat> What turn, is that website again? Uh, to get Is there a website to get the uh, monthly journal? Uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> that would be... Uh, um, I'll get to it when we have Kay come on. Yeah, and we'll, uh, you better we'll get, get that out because I think people right. would be interested in because, reading that. Yeah, you can get it over over the computer, but I'm gotcha. not into that stuff. That's where we miss our son, Stephen. He knew all of that. He he was so good at electronics. I'm telling you, if that wasn't working right. He could walk past it without touching it, and the doggone thing would start working right. He was that good. <laughs> That's I mean, good. I, and I'm not That's exaggerating. Good. Right, right. <laughs> no, he just had it, you know, and I was building the business for him, but God had other plans, and that's okay, you know. We don't know what his plans are now, but so we still there. We both pushing 81, and uh, we— uh, well, you're a spry 81. Do you do you eat well on purpose, or do you? What's your secret there? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Good genes, I guess. Yes, so <laughs> because you um, you have a um, a youthful appearance to you, as does your wife. That when uh, you told me you were 81, going on 82, I almost didn't believe it. I was like, wow. You're in fantastic shape, well, mentally as well as physically. I'm not 82 yet. I'm only I'm only 80. I'm going on 81. Oh, far <laughs> man, two years to you. Oh, no wonder. You're only 80. I thought you were, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm only uh, 80. I thought you were an old 82 guy, 82-year-old guy. Oh, gee. Yeah, I'm 62. I just turned it. And uh, you know you, you know, if you're 80, you think 62 is a young man. And it is; it's all relative. But you you know you're getting old when you get injured in your sleep. I can wake up and have a pain that I didn't go to bed with, and I think that comes with age. Uh, you know, my neck or my ankle or anything can. You know, you wake up, you never know. You go through a body check. Oh, no pain today. All right. Uh, so, fifty years celebrating fifty years in business. You've been through extremely rough times uh, where it was probably difficult to make a payroll. And now, by all appearances, it seems as though business is going well. Do you do, you do online business as well? No, we really don't. Mostly uh, very, just driving. Very, very little. Very, very, very little. You know, we don't have a website up there like that. And, mm -hmm. 
No, it's mostly you come in the store, it's drop in, and you, you browse around. And it's the browsing part that yeah. I really enjoyed. I mean, I saw um, my rosary case uh, is from over there. It's a beautiful little rosary case I've never seen. I, I bought, I've been a real big spender. I think that was a dollar fifty, and I bought a couple medals uh, off and on when I'm in there. I bought a Pope. Uh, John the Twenty Third Medal. He's in my little case, and I think I have two of those. But just browsing around, going in the chapel. Uh, you know, when we went to Fatima uh, this summer, and you know, just going through their their gift shop, their gift and bookshop, it it allows you to take something home that puts you in a great uh, state of prayer, and it's something I don't even know if you realize. When people, I'm sure you do, but when somebody buys a statue or a crucifix or a rosary or any reading material, they're not going home and, and wearing it uh, like someone bought something from Lululemon. They're going home and it becomes part of their faith. That's got to be, uh, I mean, not many people are in business that have that opportunity to offer something that you've thought about and said, hey, my customers will like this. They will take it home, and they their faith will further develop. It's a unique business to be in. Uh, you have to feel uh, the Holy Spirit directing you on decisions all the time. Yeah. Yes, and also I'd like to mention that my wife and I are lay Dominicans, and, really? Uh, yeah. Well, I was moderator here in New Orleans at New Orleans Chapter for 13 years. We started it in ni- 1991. In fact, uh, our um, first uh, uh, religious uh, promoter was Father Neil McDermott. He was a Dominican, and he was the chaplain here at Loyola, and we would have Mass right here at Loyola. They had and, a Dominican chaplain? Yeah, they had a Dominican chaplain. Uh, Chaplain, and um, we had a. You think a, the Jesuits were kind to him, or did they yeah, shun him? Oh, yeah. or no, bully no, no, him? no. He had a house right around here, and a couple of them lived in it. And we formed a, 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 an organization. Uh, in fact, um, Father Neil and uh, Pip Brennan uh, yeah. from Brennan's Restaurant, and Joe Canazaro, and a my few former other ones. employer. My, oh, yeah. yeah. And. Um, we, we formed this group, the, the Mill Group, and uh, we were all on the board together. And that's where we were, and Mary Lou McCall was in it. She, I'll be done. And uh, Jim Bailey the, 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 from Channel 8, the news uh, newscasters. And that's how it got Some started. heavyweight names in New Orleans. Yeah, they we were already doing the Medjugorje Star, but they asked us to come in and, and, and do the newsletter for a while. And then we finally, they, they started going into more into video and, uh, and recordings. And, and, uh, and then we, we went more into getting the uh, message sent out monthly uh, in printed form. So we went back and we kept doing the Medjugorje Star. And now it, we, Kay's still doing it. Uh, and when you say we and Kay, how would like to update anyone that's just joined us. Uh, we're sitting talking to UB Muley of Muley's Religious Gifts and Books on David Drive, celebrating their 50th anniversary of being in business and their 57th year of marriage. And uh, 58 years of marriage. That's something you don't want to shortchange. You want to shortchange uh, the age, but not the marriage. 58 years of marriage. We just celebrated our 23rd year of marriage, my wife, Una, and I. We have a 14-year-old daughter, and I have a 29-year-old son. So, uh, you know, your store, uh, really, at the end of the day, when people have faith and they're practicing their religion, whatever religion it is, uh, but we're, we're kind of partial to Catholicism. It really settles back down into being able to share your faith with your family and others. And uh, you were just telling us about your granddaughter who you raised from your son, uh, your granddaughter Abigail, who will be getting married 
uh, on the date of her dad's death. Her dad's birthday, October 19, 2024. There you go. There's the invitation back to <clears throat> Ursuline. Mm -hmm. uh, and hopefully we'll all join you at the reception as well. There right? you go. So yeah. you'll be at the at, with um, Johnny Vodanovich over at, uh, at his place saying, we only expected 200. Where did these 500 people come from? Uh, well, they mentioned <laughs> it on the radio, and so yeah. the word just got out. But, um, you know, you talk to somebody, you go into somebody's store like you, like your own, and you never really think about what, how they got there. They're just running this business, or they're doing what they're doing. Hearing your family's origins from the French Quarter, you your, your grandparents dying, leaving orphans, uh, to becoming a successful businessman that everybody in the city of New Orleans and uh, the surrounding area knows, Mule's on David Drive. You've, you've promoted yourself well. You've run a business with a lot of integrity, a lot of faith, and getting through those times where we're up and down, like you said, doing construction on David Drive for three years, and you're not on the uh, online business. You're in the pure retail where people come. It had to be a very stressful time. But I can tell you now, pulling into that parking lot uh, at generally it's about 4 o'clock when I drop my daughter off at 3.30 practice, that place always has five, six, seven cars in it. You have a pretty decent parking lot. Uh, makes it easy to get into. Uh, and like you said, you come in and there are the Bibles on one side and the crucifixes on the other. And you just browse and you look at the statues. And it, you really do have a beautiful business. And uh, the Lord has helped you. Well, it's there for the glory of God, and I Amen. really do have to give him all the credit. Amen. Believe me, David, it's not me. I'm just there. I saw the store change. I just happened to manage it. <laughs> but um, God has really done it all, and uh, I hope it can continue on and continue to help people uh, live their faith. Do you think Abigail will come and run the business? At this point, no. <laughs> she well, for one thing, uh, she's going to be moving up to Norfolk, Virginia, because oh. uh, her husband is going to be. Uh, he's in uh, cyber uh, security. In fact, he's in his master's degree, doing his master's degree right now. So he's going to be outskirts of D.C. I would think. Yeah, he's going to be located up there. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. That, that is the. He's a that's fine the defense man. industry of the future. Is really the cybersecurity. He's a fine young man. His name is Alex Petty. From New Orleans? Yes, uh -huh. well, Alex right. Petty. Well, I have to ask, he, he where did he go to high school? He went to Jesuit. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm a cavalier, so yeah, that's our patent response. For anyone that didn't go to De La Salle, we say, I'm sorry, as yeah. all the other schools do as well. Yeah. A great, great high school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. That's uh, wonderful. Now, I did want to get into a little about what your daily faith life is like. What do, you, what do you do? My daily life? Yes. Well, when I can, uh, I was a daily communicant, but now I'm only maybe two or three times a week. I just can't physically do it anymore, but I, and I really miss it. But uh, I do try to go to Mass and communion at least three times a week or so. And, um, All at the Saint at Saint Matthew's, or do you go other usually place? at Saint Matthew now? Mm -hmm. You know, I used to go to Our Lady Perpetual Help Encounter. Uh, mm -hmm. I read over there for about well thirty five years over there. I read now at Holy Name. I love it's one to of my read. favorite things. I love it too. The first day I just started. I'm actually the scheduler now for the six o'clock uh, Sunday services. We schedule the Eucharistic ministers and the lectures. I'm the worst person to ask to schedule, but I am taking on that task because no one else would, uh, so my wife and daughter helped me out a lot with it. But when I did my first reading, I practiced the night before. I was ready. I couldn't. I didn't even need to read it, and I get up. I get the church early, and I uh, start read. I go up, start reading. Uh, 
and the sacristan says, David, you ready? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty ready. I'm kind of nervous. Uh, there's the internet camera going on. There are people there that know me my whole life and are going to call me out as a hypocrite. Uh, she says, well, um, I hear you practicing the second reading. You're reading the first reading. You talk about the fear of God. I was like, and my wife had told me, you better practice a little bit, which I did, thankfully, uh, on that first reading, just in case. Uh, and thankfully, it, it went off. Uh, no one objected to me reading. Uh, so yeah. it is rewarding. And I do advise people who are listening, uh, and, and I'll remind you, you're listening to Cross Training with me, David Anderson, host of the show on Catholic Community Media, and we have the distinct privilege to be talking to U.B. Mule, uh, who, with his wife Kay, has built a business over 50 years and has found uh, the Holy Spirit came into their life in a big, big way, and they switched gears from being uh, an office supply store to being a religious gifts and books and it is a beautiful place. I advise anyone to go stop by. They have a chapel. They have anything that you can think of to further your faith and develop it, uh, both from a contemplative way or joining other groups. I, um, I strongly advise you, you go over there. It is a wonderful place. And if you've ever been to a holy shrine or any place and you come out and they have some opportunities to buy a rosary and it's from that place it's just something special about going into a religious uh gift and bookstore because uh everyone wants a little something to have with them all the time all the way to a statue of mary that i have at uh our house over across the lake and when i bought it uh and placed her under a tree over there it gave the whole house and this is a house my wife and i have been renovating we moved it from downtown covington out to the country and we've been working on it a 30 year 25 years to be exact where we could afford five or ten porch boards and we'd nail them up uh that type of renovation it's really beautiful now but there's nothing like when we put that statue of mary there under that tree it gave the whole place a sense of grace that I guess was there before, but just that one little statue of Mary gives the whole place a serene feel to it uh, that was there emotionally, but not visually. And now uh, people come by, and uh, it's right there in the parking lot, so you can't in the, turn around in the parking. So you have to see it. When you come through, uh, it's amazing how many people comment on that uh, and just say, wow, you know, they, it gave them a special feeling. So that's why when I talk about your products that you sell, it's not just, you know, a, a book binder that you can come home and use or, or a table. It's something that's going to promote their faith in God. And it's, it's I said it a couple of times, it's got to be very special. Uh, UB, as we're kind of closing up this, we talked about your son, which is, uh, had to be a difficult time in your life. Um, we've talked about your business, your partnership with your wife, your granddaughter, your grandparents, uh, your dad. When times are tough, you've had 50 years in business, you've had rough times. What prayer did you go to? Did you have any particular prayer that you go to? Uh, mostly, I go to Mary. And you say Mary, the rosary? I, I say the rosary every day. And, really? Oh, yeah. I it's say, a common denominator right. of a lot of people that I'm just probably six months into saying the rosary uh -huh. every day. Yeah, no, I say several rosaries every day, but uh, I said uh, one already before I got here. Do you listen to it as well, or do you just recite it on your own? I just recite it on my own. I have a lot of different rosary pamphlets and all at my 
uh, discretion from the store, you know. So, yeah, I bet. Uh, I bet. Sometimes I'll use a, a little book, but basically I, I just meditate on the mystery and think about it while I'm praying it. Do you do that in your house? Do you have a special place? or? I do it uh, when I'm exercising, if I'm biking or if I'm walking. Or well, there's going back to you look so youthful. All right, you didn't say that, that you exercise. Yeah, oh, yeah. And um, we do family prayer, not as often as we used to. When you say family prayer, you and, and your wife? Or? My wife and I and our granddaughter now. But when our children were home, we all did it. We, we all did That's it a difficult thing for people to do, to pray with their spouse and their children. How, how do y'all do? You, well, we did. Do you we call did. everybody together? What do I you do? Call them together, and and we and we it. did it. Now, with our granddaughter, with college and all, she uh, couldn't seem like fit it in all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, now, my wife and I pray always pray together every day. You know, we do the Divine Mercy oh, nice. at the store at three o'clock every day. We announce it. We do, do you the listen on sick, on Catholic radio. Do you listen to the Divine Mercy? Every day at 3 o'clock, we do the Divine Mercy. Yeah, And I'm often sitting waiting to pick up my daughter from school, and I say the Divine Mercy. At 3 o'clock, we're doing the Divine Mercy in the chapel. That's why I can't listen to it. Oh, at the office? Yeah. Wow. Every day. I announce it, and sometimes the customers will come in, and they'll— and if they don't know the devotion, we, we give them a booklet and we explain it to them, and it helps spread the devotion of the divine mercy. That's beautiful. How I'm many too, businesses do that? Not too many. Not and too I've been many. there. I've been to uh, Krakow where uh, Sister Faustina was. Well, I read the book that I bought from you. I had uh, my confession heard in the church right underneath the picture of the divine mercy. Wow. And prayed over where she was buried in the church. Uh, it was something. Is it really? Well, you've had a very interesting, holy life, and thank you for witnessing uh, with us today. I think I certainly hope you, you your journey, both uh, physical and spiritual, inspires others. It certainly has for me, and I can't thank you enough for joining us. Um, again, we've interviewed today uh, Mr. Yubi Mule, uh Deeply rooted New Orleanian from uh, Sicily, a couple generations back. Sambuca, uh, Sambuca in Sicily. <laughs> nice, uh, but you—I I don't know if you realize how many people know Yubi Mule uh, because you've been in business so long and run a business with such high standards. And you yourself—you mentioned names of people who you have prayed with, who. Everybody in New Orleans knows those names, from Brennan's to uh, Canizero. But we will sign off now and uh, look forward to talking to Kay, and I'll be back over by your store shortly. Sure. I just want to close with uh, the most famous expression they have in Medjugorje. It's called Valian Isus e Maria, which is in English, praise be Jesus Amen. and Mary. Amen. Cross Training with David Anderson is a production of Catholic Community Media.